You are listening to Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. I'm your host, Pat Ivey. And I'm your co-host, Mackenzie. And thanks for tuning in to another episode. Culture of accountability is when a lot of your athletes are doing what they're supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be doing how they're supposed to be doing it. Competence. Do your athletes know what they're supposed to be doing so that they can do what they're supposed to be doing? Are they committed? Will they see it from the start to the finish? Will they complete the task? Are they consistent? Announced as Oklahoma's Director of Sports Performance for Football on January 16, 2018, earning the reputation as one of the top strength and conditioning coaches in the country. Wiley joined the Sooners after stops as the football head strength and conditioning coach at Texas, Tennessee, and Texas Tech. He most recently served as director of performance at the Performance Lab, a private group training strength and fitness center in Abilene, Texas. He has also recently provided training and obstacle fitness to the United States military as a staff member of Alpha Warrior. Wiley is no stranger to Oklahoma, as his mentor, Joe Jurassic, was OU's head strength and conditioning coach from 1993 to 1997 before being hired by Barry Switzer and the Dallas Cowboys. Jurassic then hired Wiley as a Cowboys assistant strength and conditioning coach in 1999, and he served in that capacity until 2002, helping to rehabilitate injured players. While working with the Cowboys, Wiley also spent spring seasons heading the strength and conditioning program for the Dallas Desperados Arena football team. He has been around. He has a tremendous amount of experience. I am truly honored to call him a friend. So welcome to the show, Benny Wiley. Yes, sir. Thank you, Doc. Uh, Like, I, I, I honestly appreciate being on, man, and... Just being able to like call your friend, just like you said earlier, is an honor. And we've shared a lot of conversations. We shared a lot of time together, and uh, just just kind of brainstorming, throwing ideas back and forth. So um, I just counted an honor to uh, just be on with you. And like all that stuff makes me sound old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old, but uh, I started when I was twelve. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) that's good. That's great, man. Can you tell our listeners maybe a little bit more about yourself? Uh, Sure. Um, I'm a father. uh, I'm a husband. I'm a Christian and I'm a coach. And it's kind of in about that order, you know, um, that I just love what I get to do every day. We get to help build uh, and encourage like young men and young women and uh and we do that like on a daily basis uh you know i mean it's about wins and losses all that kind of stuff too but uh just me as a person like i think uh, just my calling was to uh just mentor like young men and young women and like encourage and grow and so i get to do that every single day uh so that's my day job uh and then i start my real job when i get home i've got twin boys uh, like they're 14. I have a daughter that we adopted. She uh, is five. She'll be six. Um, like on Saturday, uh, I mean, she's a, a huge like blessing in our lives. And um, and then like I'm a friend to a couple people. I don't have a lot of friends because you know how we work. So uh, so I count my friends as uh, as my brothers. 
and uh, just trying to live my life and get uh, get better. And I've uh, actually told my players I'm not going to use that word anymore. Uh, I'm trying to be like elite um, every single day uh, and trying to be the, the very best version like of myself that I can be. I like how you put your a father, a husband, a Christian, and a coach in pretty much in that order, which it kind of feels like for strength coaches in general, that order gets flip-flopped and coaching kind of rules the show. Uh, can you explain how you've obviously had a lengthy career in the industry? Can you explain how you've managed to keep those priorities in order? Uh, yeah, and, and, and I would love to be honest, uh, and I would love to lie and say that in first, you know, um, I mean, that should be the order, but, um, I mean, I, I've, I've done it wrong. I mean, like I've been in and out of the business and I've done it right. I've done it wrong. I've like screwed it up. Um, and so being out of, uh, being out of the profession. So when I was out for two and a half years after Texas, you you, kind of realize who your friends are and you kind of realize what the industry, uh, like truly is, you know? And at the end of the day, all you have is your faith in your family. And when you leave that university or you leave that, uh, that, that, that job, that gym, like whatever, that they don't really like remember you, you know, and then you have your family, they're still there. They're still loving you. They're still supporting you. And it just kind of gives you a different point of view, you know, and, uh, I, I don't wish anyone get fired, get, get moved on that kind of thing. But I mean, for me, it was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me, like in my life was because it gives you a different sense, gives you a different like perspective. Um, just going to the conference every year, uh, uh, coach was incredible because you saw who your friends were and you saw who the people were that talked to you because of like whatever color, like shirt you happen to be in that year. Um, and like, I can remember like very like specifically year, for those two and a half years, I still went to the conference and I didn't have a job or, or some university that you still talk to me. Um, I remember cause still talk to me. And I mean, that's a big deal, man. I mean, it like, it almost makes me shake right now, even saying that, but I mean, but my dudes like have always been my dudes, man. And, uh, so I think being out of the industry, like really helped me like understand that, strength and conditioning for colleges and high schools is a small speck on the scale of fitness. Even, you know, you get out into the, uh, into the big world, there are millions and millions of people training in different forms and fashions. And so it gives you again, like another like perspective that there are some people that care less about the university of Oklahoma and that hurts my heart, but that's the facts. And so it just gave me a different like perspective and put some things in order for me uh, just with my family and, 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 and like my faith. And I mean, I come to work every day. Don't, don't like, don't take that wrong. I mean, I give my guys every single ounce uh, every single day that I have, but just in my mind, like I know that if I don't put like my family and my faith first, I'm not going to be a very good coach. And so for, for me to be the best coach I can be, I've got to put them there. So I can come work and give everything yeah. I've got. Coach, you, uh, you mentioned something and, uh, 
you said you realized when you were old. I, I realized when you were old too. So just wanted to let you know. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But but I will tell you when I realized that we were all we had we had, were putting we had put some years into the profession. And you talk about the conference, and you talk about the CSCCA conference. And at that conference, if you are a master strength and conditioning coach, uh, if you've put twelve or more years in the profession and you serve the profession. Uh, you participate in um, the exam. And I remember uh, one of my favorite moments at the conference. It was you, Larry Jackson and myself, <laughs> the three of us as the as the yes. three uh, people at, at running that station. And I remember the the <laughs> some of the uh, young, some of the test takers, how nervous they were just sitting in front of us. And uh, at that point, that's when I said, hmm, we may have been doing this for a while and people know who we are because (laughs) (laughs) because you're not supposed to wear any logos. You're not supposed to have any identification. And uh, I think, um, you know, there are people that have been doing it long enough. You you become recognizable. Uh, Talk to me about longevity, because, you know, I look at how we ha- how we transition none the none of us you LJ or myself none of us are at the university universities that we were at at that moment and we've all transitioned so talk to me about transitioning out and then back into the profession and how you were able to do that so effectively um i I'll, I'll start with I was just blessed I mean, to be honest with you, just blessed to be at the right place at the right time. But I think it all ties back to what what you've been so good at over the years is building great, um, great like relationships with people, because that's how I got back to Oklahoma. Um, Like my head coach here, I coached years ago, like at Texas Tech University. So, I mean, that was one of my former athletes and we trained hard, we worked hard, we had good like relationships. And so over the years, it just stayed that way. And so that's how I got back in. I mean, I was working with coach Brown. I was out uh, there at Texas and I have no regrets about that. I mean, coach Brown was, I mean, absolutely great. Uh, I mean, I'm one of the better men that I've been around um, and it just ended, you know, and you, you have to think about what's next, even though you don't want to. And so just blessed to just move to Texas Uh Opened my own facility, started working with the Army and the Air Force. And I mean, just traveling around, seeing all the men and women that serve and like protect our country and kind of helping those like those fitness leaders uh, train and learn more. And then when the opportunity came back open, um, I was very picky with who I um, who I came back with, because, you know, I spent two and a half years like with my kids every day. I spent two and a half years like with my wife every day. Now she was ready for me to go back to work, but, um, uh, you, like you, you value those moments of being able to take your kids to school every day, being able to pick them up from school. Uh, I mean, every day to, if I get back in, it has to be with the right head coach. And like my current head coach understands family. He understands, um, faith. He understands all those things. And we win a lot of games also. And so uh, just very, very picky with who I was going to get back in with. And just, I mean, just because, again, like my family, like my faith, all those things were uh, 
very like important to me. Do you think you had mentioned that you're the head coach that you were lucky enough to get the opportunity to work with? Um, you know, he understands the importance of family faith and, you know, you have your life priorities uh, in addition to being a coach. Um, and it sounds, it kind of seems like there's a trend going that way, um, coming from, you know, the old school mentality of, you know, the more hours you put in, the better the coach you are and that kind of a thing. But it almost seems like there's a swing kind of going the other way. Can you speak on that a little bit if you've noticed that trend? Because it's always going to be about wins and loses, wins and losses. Obviously, that's, you know, why people are paid. And that's that's how the industry goes. It's just kind of a fact of life. Um, but is it does it seem to you like the more successful coaches nowadays are kind of coming along that swing and putting priorities in the order that that they should be not necessarily, you know, working more and longer hours. Um, I mean, I, I can of course only speak for the groups that I work with here every day. I mean, I mm-hmm. work now. I mean, our staff, they put in um, countless hours, but I think the new age of coach is starting to understand like longevity. Um, if you want to coach and do this thing for a long time and um, walk away from it with your health and your um, like in your, and your brains and your sanity and (laughs) family and, and and all those things like intact. Um, I mean, just because you're here like longer doesn't mean you work harder, you know, um, hours don't equate to, um, equality, um, um, always. And we tell our players that, you know, that you have to like maximize your time when you're here, every minute, every minute has to matter because you don't get them. You're not promised tomorrow. So I think the new age of coaches starting to understand if I want to coach and do this thing for a long time and be really good at it for a long time, I mean, like there's some priorities, you know, and I mean, we've seen such a high like divorce rate in our industry. And I mean, there's a reason, you know, Um, because we've often put the job in front of our families and, that's just not, that's just not the way to do it. And then we spend the next 30 to 40 years after we're done like trying to make up for it. Well, you know, I mean, it's just too late. So I just think that people are um, like smarter than they were, you know, people care about their, um, uh, just their wives and their kids more. They understand that. And we've seen the things that weren't, weren't as great, you know, early, even though we learned a lot from, uh, from like all of our forefathers and all of our mentors and all the people that that kind of taught us the business. Um, and we learned a lot of great work ethic, but we also learned, oh man, you know what? I'm not going to maybe do it like that. You know, um, I'm going to spend a little more time with my kids. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I date my wife still, you know, all those things that we've learned. So I, I think there is a swing, but I think it's just, um, just being a little bit smarter than we were. This podcast is sponsored by Sorenex Exercise Equipment. Since 1980, Sorenex has been a family-owned business responsible for legendary innovations and training solutions that have changed the face of strength training. Today, Sorenex is the most sought-after strength brand for professional teams, colleges, high schools, and military units. During this process of growth, our clients have become an extended family to us, part of our brotherhood, our culture. We want to thank you, our customers, friends, and family for being the foundation on which Sorenex is built. We promise to do our best to continue to serve you with the best strength training equipment and service 
in the industry. I definitely hear from you uh, the wisdom um, from the experiences that you had. And you spent, I believe, five years away from the profession. Is that right? From text Uh, three. three. Can you talk a little bit more about were you prepared in advance for that time period? And what did you do during that time period that that allowed you to uh, accomplish, you know, your goals, living your values and then how that prepared you for what you're doing right now? Um, I, I wouldn't say I was prepared, but I was probably more prepared than most. Um, meaning, uh, like I still remember like a conversation that you and I and Cos had. I can't remember what conference we were at, but we were in the back. We had just gotten there. We were unloading either your car or Cos's car. I don't know if you remember that conversation. No, I don't. I, I mean, we were in the back of this uh, hotel, this conference center. And I mean, we had about a 12 minute conversation about just the, you know, just the future, you know, just what's coming, what's the next thing down the pipe. And um, I think you were working on your doctorate at that time, if I'm not mistaken. And I mean, we just had a really deep conversation, quick, but deep conversation. Uh, I mean, Kaz talked about, you know, just, I mean, having your own email address, you know, not using the, you know, you know, just the school's email address. Um, and so we had that conversation and those kind of things kind of were like in the back of my mind. And, uh, so I was a little more prepared, not, you know, I don't think you're ever fully like ready to say that this is it. Cause I thought it was it. I thought I was done. I thought I was moving on to the next part of my life and was almost okay with it. And so just wanted to open my own facility. Like always knew I wanted to do that. And just just by being at the right place at the right time and just uh, always trying to work as hard as I can and made some pretty good like relationships. And that tied me into the Army and the Air Force and my other um, current business that uh, that I'm um, part owner in called Alpha Warrior. And so that's the one that we were talking about earlier where I traveled around and trained the Army and the Air Force. And so, I, I mean, I just worked as hard as I could. I, I treated everybody that I was training. I mean, like my moms and my dads and my officers and my um, like firemen and my first responders and my school teachers and everyone that came in the gym, I treated them just like my athletes, like I'd done because I actually didn't know how to do it any different. And so, I mean, this is crazy and you won't believe me, but um, like I would kick people out of the gym if their like mine wasn't right. <laughs> I mean, if their, if their attitude wasn't right, and I mean, these are people paying me now, <laughs> paying me, and I would say, you know what, you're minding right. You need to go back home and try again tomorrow. And they would leave. <laughs> and uh, but people, I think people like to challenge. They want to be held accountable. Like they want to know that their goals are um, important. And so I treat them just like my athletes, you know, just like touchdowns and tackles were uh, of, you know, utmost importance. And that's why we train. Well, if your goal is to lose like 20 pounds, then like you need to show up with a, uh, a you know, with a chip on your shoulder and, and crap mind right. You need to have all that. Don't just show up just to show up, you know, just to check a box. And so I think over the years, over those three years, 
And I mean, I still get texts and like messages from all those people that, you know, coach, like I really appreciate. Cause I didn't even let them call me a trainer. Like I'm not a trainer. I don't count reps. Like, coach, like I'm going to, you know, like invest in your life. It's important to me when you walk in, it's important to me when you leave, it's important all the stuff you do like outside of here. So they still text me and they can still hear like the voice, just like your athletes, you know, still call you and say, coach, man, I remember when you said this and it's, it's oftentimes we don't remember all those little conversations and those things, but like they do. And so I think that, that lended itself to some of the, um, like success that we had at the gym. And, you know, like I had, you know, I had great coaches. I, you know, like I was around great people. I, I, you know, I had a great staff just like I do here. And so those guys worked their butts off um, and just made it a pretty like successful place. Having trained all those different populations that you were talking about with, you know, your athletes, with the military, um, school teachers, things like that. Um, obviously, you know, you express some of the commonalities, but what was, I guess, your or and even if it's still with your athletes now, but what is your favorite part about coaching people, you know, because even with the military, it's tough to, to not feel like you're a sort of a mentor to them, even though, you know, they're not just 18 to 23 year old kids, although some of them might be, but, um, what's your, yeah. What's your favorite part about coaching people, not just training them and counting the sets and reps? Um, just like watching them grow and mature in the training, meaning at our gym, just like I do here, like with our athletes, I expect the juniors and the seniors to mentor and coach and lead uh, our true freshmen, like our young guys. And so to watch a guy that's been training with me or a, uh, or a school teacher that's been with me since day one, you know, kind of trained with me, uh, it, it, it was cool to watch them grab like the new people. You know, it's cool to watch like our old guys just kind of put their arm around uh, just the young guys and like lead those. Cause to me, that's true. Like leadership when like you handle your business and you grab somebody else to uh, like help them, like, you know, just, just get, just move forward and be a lead. Mm-hmm. Do you think then kind of in follow up to that? Cause I know that a lot of our listeners are some younger strength coaches, you know, ones that would love to be in a position you're in one day. Um, but they often, because of their youngness and inexperience, they want to gain the experience and they go, you know, gobble up as many internship and GA spots as they can. And they end up at, let's say, you know, five, six, seven schools in, you know, is just as many years. Um, and they kind of miss out on seeing that growth and that development. So do you think that kind of in one respect do, might do them a disservice or they, are they, they don't get to see that transformation? Um, you know, I, I've been, I've been pretty fortunate to be at the spots for some time. So I couldn't even talk about the, the, like the quick change that way. But I mean, I think you can grow and learn in every environment that you're in. If you're there for a year, um, I was at Tennessee for 362 days. I wasn't even there a full year and probably one of the best and worst years like in my life. Um, probably the the best like coaching year where, I mean, I had to reevaluate everything I was doing because my head coach like demanded that everything was, I mean, just, I mean, like I rewrote my manual five times, you know? Um, I mean, I was, 
I was on my P's and Q's. And I mean, I was a much better coach and I was only there a year. Um, so I think you can, you can gain and you can grow and you can learn and you can get better in every like environment. It's just, I think sometimes you can see like different things when you have a little more time there, but I mean, not necessarily like a good thing, bad thing. But I think if you're a young coach and you're out there, I mean, you better soak up every single ounce of every person that has something positive and even learn from those that don't have as much positive things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, you can learn and and you can grow and you can get better and you can carry that on to the next spot. That's awesome. Talk to me about what it's like to train champions. And if you could just, uh, I know the year didn't end like you all wanted it to, but what is the mindset? How do you take that and move forward? Sure. And that, that, that lends itself to what we talked about earlier. Better is not what we talk about anymore. You know, well, I'm better today. Uh, who cares? Like, so did everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like we're elite today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying perfect today. Were you elite today? Did you squeeze every ounce out of it and get your best out of out of this day? Were you elite? And when you lay your head down on the pillow, can you say I did everything that um, I could do? And so that's kind of the standard. I mean, we we push, we work, did everything we could, and in that last game, it just wasn't enough. Hmm. And that's just how it is. I mean, it just it just it just like was not enough. And so as a coach. Like I go back and I look at every single set, rep, day, in season, off season, spring, like what did I miss? And you go back and you like reevaluate and you put back in the things that you did like really well and you tighten up the things that you that you could have done better because you are now you you now have the hindsight. And so I mean our goal this year is to be elite and and that's it there there is no we either were or we were not and that's how we grade each other every day and i mean like i you know my older guys like i let them grade our staff Hmm. i mean i push you like was i elite for you today and if i wasn't i mean dang it i'm going back to work and i'll prove it to you that i will be you know and so that's i mean that's just a relationship that we have like with our older guys here and so we challenge them, we push them. Uh, as you know, uh, coach, it's a different world as far as the athletes from when we started doing this and the things that we could say and do uh, 10 or 15 years ago, you can't say and do as much anymore. So uh, you, you have to like evolve with the times. And and at the end of the day, you have to reach these um, athletes and and you have to get their best every day. Wow, that's really good. Coach, I have one last question before we wrap it up. And can you tell our listeners something about you that most people don't know? Ooh, wow. Um, (laughs) And not not that you were the television star. I'm not talking about that. Right. I was going to say, I was on a TV show, and so there was a lot of information on that show. Um, but, uh, I will say just like little things, my third grade teacher, um, said, Benny, like you need to be well-rounded. 
And I remember it. I can hear it just like she said it just, I mean, just today. And so from that point on, like Sheila Sam was her name. Um, I was the band captain in high school. I was the football captain. Uh, I'm an Eagle Scout. I was on student council. I was in the Texas Baptist um, All-State Choir. I can't sing anymore, but I could. <laughs> um, so just just being like well-rounded and I tried to do as many things as I could do. And I think that helped me with the current job I have because I deal with different athletes just like you do every single day that come from different like backgrounds. And so I can talk about hunting. I can talk about uh, dancing. I can talk about music. I can talk about uh, books. I could, you know, so you just kind of open yourself up to find like whatever it is that you can grab these guys like attention and just, uh, just push them to be elite. Awesome. Awesome. Where can our listeners find you uh, social media wise? I'm an Instagram guy. I don't like Twitter because people are brave on Twitter and they say what they want. Um, so uh, Instagram is normally where I put everything. And that's B Wiley Strong, B-W-Y-L-I-E Strong, B Wiley Strong on Instagram. And, you know, I try and give people some things, some insight about what we're doing. But again, just uh, just trying to show my family and, and uh, just all the different parts of what I do every day. Well, Coach, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Um, I look forward to seeing you again, hopefully at the conference this year. And uh, we'll get a chance to share some more knowledge with each other. Um, And I will see you back at Summer Strong again, (laughs) because that was fantastic. Uh, uh, That's awesome. I appreciate you guys' time. Thank you, Dr. Ivy. Mag, thank you. Very nice to meet you. And and I, I look forward to seeing you guys soon. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Soranex Exercise Equipment. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. You can find show notes and more at beyondsetsandreps.com. That's B-E-Y-O-N-D-S-E-T-S-A-N-D-R-E-P-S dot com.